0: To the Sunday edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This afternoon, there's myself, Barry, I've got Paul with me, and we've got guest Ollie Warner from Salopcast. And we'll be speaking with Ollie later in the program. So, Paul, how do you do?
1: All right, another
0: happy Sunday podcast. Absolutely. Um, we're buzzing. What a fantastic win yesterday. Let me just run through the stats on the crew game because. They make brilliant reading. Possession, 51% to us. Shots, 17 to the five. On target, nine to the zero. Gone as we won, 7-3. And we even won the foul count. We committed 20 to the nine. So we got stuck in as well, which I love to see. We had one yellow card, 10-DK, Derikwa. And, of course, they had one sending off. Fantastic three points.
1: Just what you need after a few other, you know, back a win up. Um, you can't go wrong back up a back-to-back win and you can't go wrong even more. I think it was a
0: a potential banana skin because crew, they're not a bad side. They can play football and they've been flirting with the playoffs like they were going to get in. So Obviously, they've they've won some games, so it's a potential banana skin and they give us a bit of a footballing lesson down at their place, down at Gresty Road, back back in whenever it was, September, October-ish, when we played them. Potential, but it, it didn't prove that way because the mentality was right.
1: The mentality's been right for weeks, hasn't it? It took a, a few games for the results to catch up with the performances. We're back in that old Wigan adage of last few games, don't put a foot wrong.
0: They started so straight from the kick-off, though. After 30 seconds, the crew launched an attack and they kicked off like a rugby league side. Everybody on the half wheel pinged it up into the corner and they bang one across the six-yard box and luckily for us, there were nobody coming in. But after that, I thought we'd put our foot to the floor and uh, we started doing what we do best with a pressing eye and we got a goal through pressing eye. Joe Dodu with his third goal for the Latics on 15 minutes. I thought he meant it. I've had a look <laughs> again. I'm not so sure. And then I watched Whoa. his interview and uh, he didn't He didn't mean it but I was giving him a load of credit. What did you make of it?
1: You, you look at it, there's players around him. He shouldn't have any right to even get near the ball at that point because there's too many around him but you know, he that is the attitude just absolutely to a T, isn't it? Chasing it down. You know, huge, huge credit to the management for the, the fact that they've, they've took a load of guys who've come to a, a team that's got an uncertain future, as we had, and they've basically built a band of brothers that, that are, you know, they're all fighting. You know, you, you look at teams and, you know, Shrewsbury, who will come to it a bit with the, with the guy from the Shrewsbury podcast they're not a band of brothers fighting for one another like we are. And it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. You're just buzzing off it. you know. You, you, like the fella said himself, don't care how they go in. You know, he's doing the right things and we're scoring goals.
0: Listen to Liam Richardson's interview yesterday, and I've also re- recalled what Luke Robinson said when he was on the podcast about the players winning individual battles, but also Richardson was talking about winning the collective battles as well. So... As a team not only individually but as a team. And when you look at those stats, the fact that we limited them to just five attempts at goal, and obviously with you know none on target, they were all harried or they were from distance. And it just shows defensively we were rock solid. I thought midfield we were we dictated the you know the, the, the tempo of the game and up front with Lang going on the ball, Jordan Fuller running, Keane linking up, I thought we looked really good.
1: Yeah, a lot of credit, I, I think you talk about midfield there, there was a lot of credit being given to Funds of Ojo for just doing a lot of the, the dirty work and just breaking stuff up and allowing the other players around him to look good and go forward. Um, but you you, you know I, when you get a player like that that does all that, they don't do it on their own, do they? And it's that commitment that, that it adds an extra 5% onto the quality.
0: Yeah, I'm just disappointed the season didn't start round about the middle of March because <laughs> I'd be very <laughs> optimistic because where this was, was going to be ending up, uh, I think we've been fantastic. And, you know, we've got like every single one of them players, you've got to tip your hat to them. They've been brilliant. And like I said, oh, Joe, I've sang his praises since he came in. I thought he'd been a good one all along. But Evans yesterday just dictated that game. He was fantastic. It's brilliant. And George Johnston again, <laughs> superb, absolutely superb to think, you know, he, We've got him playing with us and training with us and he's out of contract. You know, get him signed on. It was surely yeah. we must be talking to him now. Superb acquisition he'd be for us going forward. Twenty-two years of age as well. It's brilliant. It was good to see Carl Joseph back on the benches today and get it and then come on later on, Paul as well.
1: Yeah, you know a lot of us thought he was out for the season. I mean, he's obviously only going to make the last last couple of weeks, but He'll then get a, a bit of a decent, you know, a bit of fitness. Then a decent rest, and and he'll be ready to go next season. And I, I, th- I think, you know, you're saying about you wish the season started in March. How excited are we going to be when we get in the ground for the first game of the next season? You know, first game of next season.
0: It's going to be one hell yeah, of an atmosphere. It's
1: giving, me, it's giving me goosebumps thinking yeah, about I think,
0: it. I think there'll be uh, quite a few beers quaffed before the game. Maybe uh, quite a few being quaffed during the game, and certainly there'll be a lot quaffed after the game as well. There'll be a lot of drunk Wiganers hanging about, and everybody in the party mood. So ah, it's going to be buzzing. Just yeah. I hope that sun's shining.
1: You look forward to opening day of the season, don't you? In any case, with a nice sun shining, like I say, a couple of beers, um, and off we you know off we go. All, every club in the in the division's got a degree of optimism, but we'll have more than most, I think. You Know, I really do because, like I said, this team's it's come together, keep it together, and get Mr. Tull out to so stick his hand in his pocket and just strengthen it a little bit. And who knows where we're going? You know, we'll be back on the Believe bus before you know it.
0: Well, let 6 gel, they can go anywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> Let's move forward. Uh, looking at Tuesday, uh, and uh, the, the team, I know I've been spouting about how many. It's, it, I'm sorry, how many points it's going to be to keep us in the division. And people have laughed at me when I said, if we finish on 44 points, there's nobody going to finish on 45, who's, who we'll always know. And I firmly believe that. But when you look at the team's fixtures, that's the case. We go into Tuesday, and um, majority of sides left in it have got four games left. So after Tuesday, they're, they're only going to have three. And the fixtures on Tuesday night, are, of course, we're at Shrewsbury. You've got Northampton versus Ipswich, Wimbledon versus high-flying Oxford, Rochdale versus high-flying Blackpool, Bristol Rovers v MK Dons, and we'll just uh, throw in Swindon, who I think are are already gone now. Uh, They're at home to Pompey, and Burton play Lincoln. Now, out of doors, Northampton, Ipswich, Wimbledon, Oxford, Rochdale, Blackpool, Bristol Rovers MK Dons. Do you see any of those teams winning those games?
1: The only team that I would put in there with a a similar analysis as I would do on the Latics game against Shrewsbury would be Bristol, who are playing MK Dons, who are a mid-table on the beach team at this point. All the rest: Northampton, Ipswich, Ipswich in ninth, sniff of the playoffs. Trying to make the playoffs with you know, there's always a team that makes the playoffs with a run. They're going to be looking, thinking, team at the bottom, let's get that run going. Rochdale-Blackpool, Blackpool in the playoffs, want to stay in the playoffs. Wimbledon-Oxford, Oxford in the playoffs, want to stay in the playoffs. Burton-Lincoln, Lincoln in the playoffs, want to stay in the playoffs. So <laughs> I think there's a good chance we'll be seven points clear with three games to go. And I, I don't, you know we could be pretty much and nosed on Tuesday, yeah. if it goes well. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you know, we've, I've just picked, you know, the six games there that the other five plus us, and the chances of all six results going the right way is pretty low in it. So there's going to be some twists and turns, but we won't be far away. No,
0: well, there might be twists and turns, but if we do our, our business, you know, then everything's going to be fine. You look at the form of some of those sides as well. Oxford are absolutely flying at the moment, and so are Blackpool. The the really difficult games, those, for, for Wimbledon and, and Rochdale. Although, I think, personally, I think Wimbledon is, are going to be safe with us. I think the bottom four will go down. I don't think it matters too much, but it's been nice to jump over them in, in the table. And The other thing about Tuesday, if we if we win at Shrewsbury, we're just three points behind them. Which, if you go back four or five weeks, that seems like a, it would be an impossibility to get that close.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, were, there was a big gap, wasn't there, between... The teams at the bottom, but I mean, Burton have bridged them and bridged that gap and, and, and jumped into that pack. But again, finished the season on on a nice big high, and that just puts even more emphasis on that opening day of next season.
0: It, of course, it doesn't. And how,
1: and how good it's going to be.
0: Not forgetting we have Burton on Saturday as well at the DW, but we'll we'll come to that on Wednesday. Uh, so for now, uh, we'll leave all that behind. I'm quite excited about the midweek games. As I also look forward to for us. Uh, and we'll start off by having a look forward to our trip to, down the A49 to Shrewsbury. And this morning, I spoke with Ollie Warner from Salopcast, and we had a, a really good chat. But one of the things I wanted to ask him, I was I, it was about Steve Cottrell, the manager, and I know he's been suffering quite a lot recently. He had a really good upturn in form when he, he first got appointed as manager. He caught COVID, unfortunately. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's really affected the uh, results since he's been out. Anyway, let's have a listen to Ollie. He'll tell us about the Cottrell effect.
2: I'm Ollie Warner. Um, I'm a co-presenter of the Shooter Town podcast, Salopcast. Yeah, so it's just um, over 90 days now since Steve Cottrell got COVID. I mean, he was hospital- hospitalized um, twice actually with it, um, unfortunately. And then he went in with um, COVID pneumonia. Um, so he still hasn't been back um, to to the sideline um, in the, in 2020. Uh, his last game was in was in 2020, and he hasn't been to a game in 2021. Sorry. So, yeah, it's been um, it's been really hard for, for Steve and the club um, and the players and everyone. Um, and it's been very unique situation um, with Aaron Wilbraham, who was effectively assistant manager for a couple of weeks, um, and now is um, the main man on the sideline. But it's been very unique situation. I don't know if if anyone knows anything about Steve Cottrell. he's a he's a workaholic. Um, he's the kind of guy that would, you know, would have been in the gym every day. Uh, when he, I think he basically got the Shooter Town job, drove to Bristol and never went back until he got COVID. He didn't see his wife, I don't think, for months. He's really, really committed. So he's been watching videos and there's a famous story of him spilling ice cream and tea when we scored a goal in hospital. And actually, Steve Cottrell's been picking the team and has been getting involved in making tactical decisions and doing pre-game and halftime and end of the match team talks. So he's still very much in control, albeit all from home. So when he came in, uh, we had seven games and we got just over two point two point one points per game, which is clearly, it's almost automatic promotion winning form, that is, for seven games. And then after that, we, we've had a bit of a mixed run. We've got 1.3 points per game with Steve Cottrell working from home. So there's a clear difference in terms of performances. Um, so we had a really good run when he came in, got us out of, kind of, out of the relegation mire. And then we've picked up the odd result here and there. Um, but the results of the last few weeks have been really poor. Um, and if I was a Wigan fan, I'd be looking quite looking forward to Tuesday night. The player I'd say to look out for is a player called Nathaniel Ogbetta. So he's a, a signing in January um, for Man City's under 23s. He played for England, he was in the England under 20 squad that won the World Cup. Um, he was was playing for their under 23 academy side, um, and we signed him um, in January, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's played every, he's 19 years old. He's played every minute since we signed him in January. He scored a few goals and he's set up a few assists. So he's a player to keep your eye on. A player from the Northwest, um, Josh Vella, who played for Bolton, has been superb this season as well. So he's someone to keep your eye on. And another player who plays up in the Northwest on loan from Blackburn Rovers is Harry Chapman, who scored um, a number of goals for us um, this season, playing in either kind of like a wide player or at front, or he's, he was best in the number 10 role. So, yeah, a couple of players to look out for there. Our form overall is is, is inconsistent. Um, I don't think it really matters whether it's home or away. We seem to do better against teams that will have the ball. So we've beaten Sunderland. We've beaten Peterborough. and uh, We've taken four points off Hull. But we really struggle against teams um, who, you know, basically if we have more than 50% possession, we lose the game. It's really as simple as that. And we are utterly, utterly terrible at scoring goals. We drive ourselves into a cul de sac and get lost. We cannot score to save our lives. And often, when games when we've kind of scored, it's either been Harry Chapman um, scoring from long range, Sean Worley kind of getting a goal on the counter attack, or the defence, um, opposition defenders just having a mare. So we beat Plymouth 3 0, and that's because they gifted us basically three goals. MK Dons gifted us three goals in 20 minutes when we beat them four, when we scored four against them. So, if you can defend well um, and put up a, a strong um, kind of defensive block, um, you've got a really good chance of, of getting something against us. Results have tailed off, performances have tailed off, um, probably really since we got that um, win away at Burton Albion. We then played Pompey, Northampton, and put in really dire performances. We had a, a free win against Plymouth, where I think they were just Plymouth um, Ryan Lowe went on a massive rant. He was Utterly, utterly appalled with the performance of his side when we have beaten 3-0. And since then, we have we had a good, a good performance against Gillingham, but Oxford, we were really poor, and then Doncaster. Doncaster hadn't won in 10 games. Um, their manager had to play in central defence and was basically giving away fouls every five seconds um, because he wasn't match fit. Um, and we put an absolutely dire performance in um, on Saturday where players are basically just playing for themselves, I think. I think there's that impact obviously the manager not being there there's a lot of players out of contract now it's going to be fascinating to see how the players react against you guys on Tuesday I'm really quite fearful we all Tuesday time fans always get really scared about former players scoring for us and as you've got Callum Lang in form yeah that his name will be all over twitter and before tuesday night so I said it in my kind of um, match summary if the players were playing for their new contracts and with they given us the indication they don't want to be here next year? 2-1 Wigan. Yeah, my my enthusiasm um, has has really kind of dried up for this season. We had Sam Ricketts was utterly abysmal. When Sam Ricketts was a manager, his average points per game was 0.69. So that's why we were going to go down. And then we kind of had the high with um, Steve Cottrell coming in and winning a load of games um, against um, teams at the top of the league. And now this season is just kind of eking out uh, into a bit of a, a damp squid, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's not very entertaining at the moment, and it doesn't really feel like um, the players players are really trying that hard. Yeah, it, it's and obviously the manager not being there as well. Um, so it's it's a very very weird end to season, and a lot of usually fan fans after Saturday are just looking forward to the end of the season now.
0: I tell you what, Paul, he, he doesn't sound very optimistic about him beating us, does he?
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't. Not at all. Um... I, I mean, you can understand that, like you said about with, with Steve Cotterill, um, that's got to be a very difficult situation to be in, uh, you know, for the players and, and for the fella himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if, if you said, right, what was his, what was his, the the upshot of his um, of his chat with you? It's we can't score goals. Um, Callum Lang's probably going to get a hatful. I, I mean. Yeah, it doesn't sound very optimistic at all.
0: The referee for Tuesday night is from Hertfordshire. It is David Rock. David Rock's had 27 games so far this season, 13 of which have been at League One level. This is his first season referee in, in the, sorry, his second season re- refereeing in the EFL. He's refereed us once before. That was back on the 2nd of February when we went to Swindon. <laughs> And we suffered a 1-0 defeat, despite the fact that they had a central defender, Dion Conroy, sent off. Rock hasn't refereed any Shrewsbury games previously. His record for this, this season, his card watches, games 27, yellow cards 81, five reds, and he's awarded 10 penalties. And his last game was on the 13th of April, when he refereed Doncaster Nil burton 3. And that's David Rock.
1: Did, did you not say on Wednesday that the fella yesterday was a bit red card and penalty happy?
0: Uh, I said he was penalty happy. He's, I think he had issued five red cards all season. It was the, the guy the week before who was the red card guy. But he'd right. he, he done 14 penalties. But his red cards, none of his red cards had come as a result of awarding a penalty. So yesterday was a first because he, he gave a red card and the penalty award as well. Definitely was a, a penalty and a red oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can't argue, I don't think.
0: Previously against uh, Shrewsbury, we've met 18 times during the, during the years. Won five, drawn eight, lost five. The first time we met was in 1974 in the FA Cup when we were an on league side. Shrewsbury were in the fourth division, riding high at the time, the, the game promotion. We got a one all draw down at Gay Meadow brought them back to Springfield Park. We played it on a Monday night in November, beat them 2-1. Tommy Go and Albert Jackson scoring for the Latics and we went through to play Mansfield in the next round uh, where we got Knox out in a replay. The reverse fixture this season was a one-all draw on Boxing Day. Will Keane penalty, Sean Wally for them on 66 minutes. That, if you remember that game, that's the game where we should have had three penalties. Tom Pierce got tripped. Then Tom Pearce got absolutely cleaned out in the box and the referee with play on it, 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 that was quite famous. It was even on the TV at night, they were discussing it. And then uh, he, Tom Pearce won as a penalty in the second half. Do you remember it, Paul?
1: Uh, vaguely, vaguely.
0: <laughs> um, boxing day, yeah. there was stuff with turkey and, and red wine.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm i notoriously bad at remembering it. I can walk out of out the ground and half an hour later he asked me who we just played and I don't know where it was cause...
0: How do you think Tuesday's going to go? Can you see a win and do you think we'll stick with the same starting eleven?
1: Yes I, I think we probably will because it makes sense not a lot of point in, in, in making changes um, yeah mid-table team Ollie was um, <laughs> very very despondent about their chances so I reckon I, I reckon we're just going to put another three points on the board and then be Pretty much done and dusted. And then if we back that up with another win against Burton, we'll be home and dry mathematically by that point. I think pretty much. But I'd, I, if we if if we come back with another point, it, it's creeping closer to that absolute certainty. Isn't it?
0: From my point of view, I think we're going to get the win because we're better away from home than we are at home. And uh, again, all this said, it doesn't matter whether they're playing at the moment. The pretty poor or more away. He went for 2 1. I don't know what you went for because you never said.
1: Uh, well, I, I, I'd go with 2 1 as well. Well, I'm going to go. All right, I'd be happy with 0 0.
0: I'm going to go for another clean sheet and it's going to be 2 0 to the Latics, I think. I already think we're safe, so it's not going to matter that much. 2 0. <laughs> happy Sundays. Up the ticks.
1: Up the ticks.